We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. Up next, the latest on the K-State Wildcats from the guys of 3Maw, John Kurtz, Derek Young, and Cole Manbeck, who will get you caught up on all things Wildcats from a collective perspective that can't be found anywhere else. The latest news, the top stories, and an insider perspective to keep you in the know. 3Maw is proudly presented by 360 Vodka. And now, let's begin the show. Hello and welcome into another 3Maw. I am John Kurtz, joined by the full crew today. We've got Cole Manbeck here. We've got Derek Young here. You know what that means. It must be a big pod if we have all three of us together. And uh, that is because K-State has landed another stud out of the portal. Arguably the best guy left in the portal, Arthur Kaluma from Creighton. 11 points, 6 boards a game, future NBA draft pick. Huge news for K-State, and we're going to break it down for you all today here on the pod. As always, we have to thank our great sponsors from Holiday Distillery. This is a great time to raise your glass of 360 Vodka. Raise your glass of Ben Holiday Bottled and Bond Bourbon to celebrate K-State putting together another great basketball roster this year. So support those who support us. They're great great K-State folks. I'm sure there are uh, some Holiday folks that are uh, clanking some glasses today themselves with what K-State has done here in the portal. So we appreciate their support as always. Um, Now, unfortunately... The bad news for the pod today is that, while we will still probably talk about it at the request of many, the lead of uh, Cole and Brody attending K-State basketball camp over this weekend has been buried a little bit. So we'll have to probably wait uh, to actually get the uh, the lowdown on what all happened there. And before we do anything else, I just I need to read a uh, a prepared statement here in reference to some doubts that I may have expressed, albeit with the caveat that, hey, I do fully trust this coaching staff and they have earned it. But, you know, I may have let some doubts seep through on some podcasts here over the last couple of weeks. So because of that, I have prepared a statement. All right. And in true 2023 fashion, uh, it is on the notes app. So, you know, I have no paper here, but it's from the notes app. Here's a statement. Uh, I'm an idiot. That's the statement, and that's how we will uh, start the pod. Derek, I will let you uh, take it away because you have held your crazy faith here this whole time, my friend. Oh, is this my chance to like dunk on everyone? No, yes. um, I, will, I won't necessarily do that. I'll just say this is why like this happens over and over with this staff, even when it doesn't seem like there's an avenue to success or that there is, you know, a particularly challenging moment that. It doesn't seem realistic for them to, you know, accomplish or, or overachieve, and that they always do. So um, that was why I kind of hung in there and just felt like it, just like every other time that since they've been hired in Manhattan, I thought the Kansas State coaching staff would still find a way to come through, figure it out. And that's exactly what they did. They still have two more spots to play with, and it gives you a little bit more maybe freedom here to sign someone or or be even pickier than than they have been thus far, but man, adding Arthur Kaluma, he's a transfer from Creighton and Tyler Perry, the conference USA player of the year from North Texas. That's a pretty good duo in terms of the transfer portal. I know Cole's tweeted up that I think it, according to CBS and maybe ESPN that Kansas State's the only uh, 
team that has landed two top 20 transfers. I think in CBS, it's Kansas Stadium, West Virginia. So, I mean, that's a pretty heck of, a, uh, heck of a, an accomplishment, to say the least. And and one with the, has to start wondering here again, now when you have that strong trio of Naquan Tomlin, Tyler Perry, and Arthur Kaluma um, to pair to, to go with Cam Carter and Dave Gasson who just finished a season where they started a ton of games that Kansas State's probably put themselves, their roster, in position to contend for another big for the Big 12 championship once again. I think there's no – to me, yes, this is the difference. Like I was telling you guys before, I never really doubted – you know, I heard people saying like, oh, bubble team, bubble team. I was like, I mean, I never really doubted that. I felt like they were going to be a tournament team solidly. But, yeah, this is the kind of addition that, that takes your ceiling back up to being able to compete uh, for a league championship. I, I feel pretty pretty strongly about that right now. So I'm glad to hear you say that, D.Y., that I'm not being uh, too too much of a homer with that. I, I'm yeah. sure you want to you want to just dunk this one home and have all three of us on the same page here? Yeah, I mean, I could issue a statement, too, that I'm an idiot as well, John, for letting a little bit of doubt uh, creep in. So I'll join you. You should have just made that a joint statement uh, with me. You had my permission to include me for letting some doubt seep in uh, with what was going on in the portal, which can just be frustrating if you track it extremely closely and you live and die with each recruit that uh, you chase. But K-State, like D.Y. has said before, is swimming with the big fish. And, you know, the losses hurt more when you're doing that and you're going to lose more of those battles because you're going for the top guys in the portal, the top recruits. But you're also going to have great days and great moments like today uh, when Kansas State lands a dude that really is one of my favorite guys that was in the transfer portal this entire time. And when his name seeped out that maybe visiting K-State and D.Y. had that info, I got excited. But, you know, the rumors, too, of Alabama and Kentucky trying to get in on him, uh, I was a little bit hesitant because you know how these things go and they can often turn into bidding wars. But for K-State to lock this commitment down, really, I believe, was the first visit, right, D.Y.? He didn't, he didn't visit anywhere else. And we thought Texas Tech was going to be a major battle and player in this recruitment, and it didn't turn out to be the case. Uh, K-State was able to lock this thing down early, not let any other visits occur. And this is a guy that was in the NBA Combine participating, got an NBA Combine invite just a few weeks ago and was participating in that, worked out for seven different NBA teams. And look, if you get an NBA Combine invite, you're a legit NBA player in the eyes of the experts. And so he chose to return to school to improve his draft stock but most people believe he'll be probably a late first round pick to a second round pick if he takes more steps and evolves his game, which Kansas State is obviously trying to sell him on. And, you know, if you saw like his recruiting picture on his IG page in his hotel room, the K-State had laid out a bunch of graphics, candy, like a lot of programs do. But the graphics, if you zoomed in on one of them, it was a picture of uh, Arthur Kaluma next to Keontae Johnson on a graphic. And I'm sure that was part of the sell to be the next Keontae Johnson in this system, be a star wing, take that next step in growth in your career. And Arthur Kaluma certainly is a pro, and now K-State has two pros in Naquan Tomlin and Arthur Kaluma at six foot seven and six foot ten at the wing three through four. They're both they're both versatile. They can both play the three through four. You know, that that's just uh that's insane to think about. Yeah, what do you what can you tell us, D.Y. about the just let let's set the baseline here before we get too far into you know some of the other narratives here. Uh, I sure as hell want to get after Kentucky a little bit, but uh, what, what's what's the baseline that K State's getting here in in terms of the skill set with uh, Arthur Kaluma? You can a guy who can play very very well on both ends of the floor, very versatile on both ends of the floor. He can probably play multiple offense positions, can guard multiple defensive positions. Someone that hasn't hit their ceiling yet probably mostly because of usage. I mean, they really shared the ball quite a bit and spread out the production at Creighton, but his numbers could probably inflate um, quite a bit more. Or maybe, I don't know if he, he'll reach the Keontae Johnson, you know, level of pr- offensive production, but he can probably get into the ballpark. Um, but we'll see what happens with K-State on that front, right? Because they're going to probably be spreading out the offensive production a little bit more this year than, than they did, you know, this past season where it was kind of the Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson show. I think you're going to see Cam Carter probably become more of a pivotal offensive player. Tyler Perry is one of the best shot makers in all of college basketball. Naquan Tomlin is one of the highest ceilings in all of college basketball. Now you're pairing him with Arthur Kaluma, who is, you know, versatile and can just do a lot of different things for, for the Kent State on the offense and defensive end. So 
you know, you know, I kind of equated it to this, and I know the the question was kind of centered on Arthur more than anything. But when it when it comes down to it, like is Kenny is Kent State going to be as good as they were at the top two of the roster as they were last year with Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson? Probably not. Maybe they get close, but probably not. That was one of the better duos that we've seen at Kansas State ever, and probably the best duo in college basketball last year. That's a tough bar to reach, but more than anything, and quite easily, I might add, they are going to be significantly better, like 3 through 10, 3 through 11, 3 through 12, 12 13. Um, it's the rest of the roster. They've just, they have more guys ready to contribute at a high level than they did last year. And to expand on that, D.Y., I think, you know, you might have the same, you might not have the same one-two punch of Keontae and Marquise, but when you take it to one through three of Tyler Perry, if he can be what he was at North Texas or put up similar numbers, and then you have Naquan Tomlin take that next step, and you have Arthur Kaluma, those as the top three is better than your top three probably of last year because your third guy last year was what? Probably Desi Sills, and we love Desi, right? But well, I, I would I would argue Tomlin probably, right? Oh, like, oh yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, the, so the difference there becomes what what kind of a jump does Tomlin actually make? Yep. Which, you know, internally, I think people feel like it's going to be a pretty big one. Yeah, you're right. That that slipped my mind, John. So you're right. Naquan would have been that third guy, and then Desi would have been that fourth. So, yeah, I mean, at the very least, you think you can probably match it, hopefully. Um, But a lot of it does depend on the jump that Naquan makes. And then also, obviously, the jumps that Cam Carter makes, which we we haven't really talked about enough. And we'll talk more about that in depth uh, later in the show, probably. But other guys returning on this roster are going to make jumps as well. So uh, that improvement, some of the scoring will come from them, David Gasson and others and taking that next step. But yeah, I think it's uh, it's a, it's a huge addition. I, the Athletic had him as the number two remaining guy in the portal. I think ESPN had him you know, as the number one guy left in the portal. Um, it, it, Tyler Perry was mostly a consensus top 20 transfer. You know, 24, I think it was on three or 24-7 had him down lower, not on three. Uh, and then there's an outlier on um, Arthur Kaluma. But for the most part, He's a top 20 transfer as well. So uh, it's just a huge addition to this roster, his versatility. You know, the defensive metrics uh, say he struggled defensively. um, But, you know, you always have to take those with a grain of salt, especially individual defensive ratings. They're hard to gauge sometimes and can be a little bit fickle. Uh, But he was certainly a good pick-and-roll defender, and he's going to be a versatile athlete that can get after it on the glass and and certainly be a score. And D.Y., you mentioned it. I mean, you look at that Creighton roster. We thought they had one of the best starting fives in college basketball last year. Uh, Bailey Baylor Shireman and uh, Trey Alexander and Nimhard and uh, Cal Brenner at the, the center position. So, you know, his usage and everything, it might not have been the same as it might be at K-State. So, and played in a big-time conference. The Big East might have been the, the second-best conference last year when you look at that behind the Big 12. You know, one one thing I will add is even if they don't match that offensive production, the whether it's a top two, top three, top four, getting close to it is a huge uh, move for, for the Wildcats, in my opinion, because what this addition, the Arthur Kaluma uh, beating out Alabama, Texas Tech, Kentucky form, what it does the most for Kansas State is probably on the defensive end. I think Kansas State was always going to be a better defensive team this upcoming season just because of familiarity and more experience within, you know, the new scheme and system that they were all learning, um, that being the no middle. Now you're adding Tyler Perry, who's probably of those guys, maybe not the most apt defender, but he's still, I think, probably underrated in that regard. And, you know, it's something I've spoken about to other sources. And, like, Tyler Perry is probably going to be the, the guy on the roster that knows this defense the most. He, he played it at North Texas for multiple seasons. Um, you know, many people think the new North Texas head coach was an assistant at the time. Ross Hodge is the best defensive mind in all of college basketball. He got to learn under him for two years. I think that's significant. Now you're adding and potentially forming a trio there at the two, three, and four positions between Kaluma Tomlin and Cam Carter, three of maybe the top 10 or 15 defenders in the entire Big 12 per potential. And – you know, just cap off the discussion about rounding out the roster and very fair point about, you know, Cam and and um, David Gisson that are going to round out probably your starting five there. But even, I mean, just the incoming freshmen, you know, I mean, we talk about guys getting overshadowed. Obviously, a huge part of that is is Cam and David and guys that are returning. But also, you've got the best 
incoming freshman class that K-State's had in 10 to 15 years this year with with three two two top 100 guys for sure another in Michaela Rich that was flirting with it and is very close and I mean I, I don't you know according to our eyewitness reports from Jerome Tang basketball camp this weekend was was pretty darn impressive looking there so this is this is Cole's time to shine with that but I know you were really impressed with what uh, Michaela Rich looked like there so RJ Jones Day Day Ames Man, I mean, like, yeah, you, you talk about the depth of this roster, the depth of talent on this roster is going to be considerably better than last year. No, no weak links, right? Because, would, I mean, that's not even counting Taj Manning and Jarrell Colbert. Right, yeah, yeah, Taj, yeah, yes, Taj Manning and Jarrell Colbert, right. Taj Manning, you know, baby baby Kawhi, right? Baby. Kawhi. Uh, I mean, look, I, just from a physicality standpoint, when you look at this team and you add an Arthur Kaluma and you look at Jarrell Colbert and you look at Taj Manning, and Michaela Bridge, who just looks like a physical specimen. I mean, he, his body is ready to play right here on day one with his leaping ability. I mean, first of all, I don't think rebounding is going to be a problem this year. I mean, you think about Naquan Tomlin, too, and his length and athleticism, get after it on the glass. Uh, I think rebounding is going to be just fine. Kaluma is a really good rebounder as well, over six per game. Uh, really solid there. So there's a lot of length and a lot to like there. And I think you're right. I mean, I, I think RJ Jones maybe out of the freshmen is the most likely to contribute early. I think DY has been on that board as well, but from a physicality standpoint, I think Michaela Rich could step in certainly as well. Um, and Cam Carter, I think it, other people have pointed it out to us that he's going to make, you know, a considerable jump and that we need to be talking about Cam Carter more. And, you know, look, he's a guy that started 36 games, all 36 games last year on a team that went to the elite eight. And he had played minimally at Mississippi State, and he comes in here to a talented team at Kansas State and is able to start 36 games. Obviously, they like him, averaged over six per game. You'd like him to finish better at the rim, and I think he's going to do that. I'd like to see him get to the free throw line more. He had 38 free throw attempts last year. I'd like to see that free throw rate really take off for him. Uh, but I think as he's gotten more comfortable now and maybe more comfortable in his role in the system, I think he's going to take that next step, and he could be a double-digit a game guy uh really excited to see where he can go and we all know he's a really good defensive player too so uh terrific player uh so i i'm excited to see you know where this team goes with some of the depth that they have now that dy's talked about even finishing at the rim just a little bit better changes the outlook greatly on cam carter into a you know a solid player into a, a guy that can really make a large impact yeah completely agree and in fact uh we're gonna take a quick break but when we come back uh, I will add to the Cam Carter hype here with something that we heard from uh, Tyler Perry in an interview recently. So that's next here on 3. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. 
So here is the uh, aforementioned quote from uh, Tyler Perry about Cam Carter. He said, this is from Glenn Kinley. Uh, let me make sure I source this right. From KSNT. That's right. I knew it was one of the Topeka stations. Glenn Kinley from KSNT. He asked Tyler Perry if there's anything else uh, he should know before he finished his interview with him. And Tyler Perry uh, said, look forward to Cam Carter this year. I think he's going to make one of the biggest leaps in college basketball. So a lot of internal belief right now on Cam, too. And you're, you're spot on, D.Y. The guy can get to the rim about whenever he wants. He's a plus defender. It's going to be finishing at the rim, uh, obviously. And he had his moments shooting the ball, too. Uh, felt like could be kind of a streaky shooter. Yeah. But if he can if he can get to the rim, that's that's really the thing I'm most concerned with. I'm, I'm not as worried necessarily with the outside shooting. Um, okay, so a couple things. Obviously, there are a few spots left, and I do want to at least move the discussion to, all right, what what next? You know, as Jerome Tang would say, what's next? Um, but in the meantime, I mean, one of the things that's very significant about this to me is like, how many how many times throughout this process did we get very down and upset when it was like, hey, K-State was supposedly going to get a visit and then a kid would go take one beforehand and not actually make it to the, the K-State visit? Well, you just did that this time and you did it to not only Texas Tech, but Alabama and Kentucky. I mean, those are major, major players right now. And, and Kentucky... I mean, my God, I don't, there is not much that's more enjoyable in the world than watching that fan base melt down. And thankfully, we've been able to do that a lot over the last five years at K-State's expense, which has been just fantastic. But I mean, they're, they're, they have not landed a player in the portal yet this year. There's all sorts of pressure on Cal. Uh, that fan base is just twisted in knots, like very, I mean, point being like that, that's a guy that they could have really used and really theoretically would have wanted. I mean, that's not some like phantom non-committable offer or anything like that. Like the Kentucky meltdown going on today and it's been just a delight to watch but it's also emblematic of how big this was for k-state patience paying off there and knowing that they would still be able to find identify and get their guys and then close it down close it down before you let them go take any other visits before you let nil offers get crazy and out of control from the bags that alabama or maybe kentucky although that situation seems weird with their nil but point being you didn't let them get out of there they locked it down when they had the chance yeah it's I hate to harken back to this, but it's also just a sign that, you know, the panic sometimes is just not very warranted at all either, because let's take all of this into consideration. You're going, you're recruiting against who you want to recruit. When that happens, as we alluded to at the top of the show, there's going to be losses and sometimes they're going to feel like they can come in bunches, but it hasn't even been that much. I mean, we could probably pick out what five or six, noteworthy ones where they were kind of colliding with some schools on and just didn't get to take a swing or when they did they they felt just you know just short like uh with uh what max Smith and olivia Kamwa and then a couple that just never ever visited but i mean that's just normal recruiting you're not going to bat it i mean even the best football programs on the recruiting trail don't bat at a 50 percent clip i mean that's just not a reasonable it's not realistic so i think some perspective needs to be maintained there but it just Let's look at the recent history there. I mean, look who can't stay just defeated for Arthur Kaluma. Let's think about who they just defeated for David Castillo. We're talking about Kansas, Kentucky, Alabama, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. They're battling Duke and UConn and Notre Dame and Providence for Patrick Gongba, uh, the high school's center in the 2024 class who just visited Duke. He's about to visit UConn. He's already visited Kansas State. I think you'll probably visit Kansas State again. They're squarely in contention for that. They're, you know, playing in big waters, some deep waters. And when that happens, you know, you're going to get some hard breaks, but you're going to get some massive wins. Cole mentioned that already. And I think that just goes to show, you know, how much the recruiting profile has changed. And yes, the losses will sting. But, I mean, this is where you want to be if you're Kansas State. D.Y., remind me, did Tyler Perry visit Alabama? Yes. Okay. And he visited Arkansas too, right? Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, mm -hmm. and Ole Miss, I want to say. Yeah. Were the yeah. Yeah. yeah, he visited Ole Miss and Tech, he included in his final list of schools as well. So you think about that. I mean, think about Alabama and Kentucky, one in Kaluma, couldn't get a visit. K-State gets him. They get Tyler Perry. Alabama, Arkansas, who have some of the biggest bags we know on an NIL front, collective front, get these guys, uh, aren't able to get him either, Tyler Perry. Uh, so, hard a little bit. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But the, the point being, like they're, they're beating out for the two guys they've gotten. They beat out some of the biggest powerhouses that we're seeing in the sport nowadays. I mean, Alabama, Arkansas are top programs in college basketball in this landscape in this era, uh, and obviously Kentucky. Look, Kentucky had a lot to sell. I mean, to a guy like Kaluma, because they have what seven players currently on their roster, and five of them are going to be freshmen. Seven players, eight if you count Antonio Reeves, but that one's yeah. shaky at best. You know, and the five freshmen do form the number one recruiting class, yeah. but that, that's a, a blessing and a curse because I think that's also what's keeping the transfers away because they think that they're going to feature the freshmen the most. Yeah, and it might be a headache for a veteran guy too, right, to have to go deal with a bunch of immature freshmen and kind of be the guy that has to be the leader to – to really command that locker room. So I, I can certainly see that as well, but you know, and I don't know what's going on with Kentucky and NIL and Calipari, but seems like a mess over there still, regardless, you know, Kentucky could have sold a lot to him to, to get him to visit. They weren't able to Kansas state gets him. And I think just on the Kaluma front guys, you know, he shot 31% from three this year on over a hundred attempts. And that was up 5%. You're right. From 26% as a freshman, and if he can make another climb of three or four percent and get to close to 35, I, that would be big. And I, I think a lot of what this season will depend on is if Naquan Tomlin and Arthur Kaluma can make jumps and their three point shooting. Because we talked about Naquan being around 28 percent last year. We know he's a far better shooter than that, you know, because he, he shoots the ball 74 percent from the foul line. Well, Kaluma shot 74 percent on a 40 percent free throw rate this last year on 140 foul attempts. Uh, in the season so he can shoot the ball from the free throw line as well and I think Kaluma can certainly he's had games where he lights it up from three puts up big numbers if he can make that step Tomlin can make a step and they can be 34 to 35 percent three-point shooters it's going to be incredibly difficult to guard this team with their length and versatility and then Tyler Perry a a career 43 percent shooter out of the guard position so I think that's going to be important if this team's going to really achieve at the highest level and I certainly think they're going to the, uh, what I will say is Tomlin and Kaluma are going to have a ton of should have a ton of space on the offensive end because whoever's guarding Tyler Perry can come off very far. Yep. He's shooting forty three percent from the three point line. Yep. Well, I, I think it's a great point you bring up, Cole. I was thinking that earlier. I was like, okay, you know, the one thing, and back to your point originally about hey, I mean, they need to still add probably a combo guard or a point guard here. But the one thing I was thinking about is shooting. It's like okay, I mean, like Cam. I think has potential, but again, has been streaky. We know Tyler Perry is great, but outside of him, it's like Cam streaky. Naquan, they say in practice, he shoots much better. Clearly, they, they feel like he has the potential to, but we need to actually see that happen. Uh, Kaluma has has been improving, but is not somebody that you would think of right now as like an elite or, or plus three-point shooter necessarily. So they're going to have to find it somewhere. Um, and whether that is somebody that, we're still yet to find out who's going to come take one of these last two spots or those guys making big jumps or, you know, all of the above. In today's day and age in college basketball, you probably do need better three-point shooting than what what they have on paper as of right now from what guys have done in the past, right? You would say if they're going to compete for a Big 12 championship, you need better three-point shooting than what they have on paper right now? Yeah, I think so. I think it's fair. I think that's why the, the Tyler Perry edition was huge because he, with him – with his three-point and shot-making in general being so elite, it kind of makes up for maybe the gap that exists elsewhere. But I think it's only natural for Naquan Tomlin to become a better three-point shooter. I think it's probably, we've seen it, Arthur Kaluma is still pretty young in his development. I think it's only natural for him to become a better three-point shooter. And I'll tell you, the one area where if they're in search of or in need of some shot making that it isn't happening for whatever reason. Now this is a hypothetical I'm talking about. Like if they find a point in the season where shot making is just not hitting the, the clip that they need it to, the true freshman RJ Jones could be the answer. He's a shot. You're, you're right. I, I was I just thought I was like, you know, I should have I should have brought up RJ because RJ that he's billed as a tremendous shooter and he he may be ready to go and and contribute enough and do some of that. So yes, my my apologies there to uh RJ Jones. Did not mean to omit him as far as uh as far as that goes yeah and obviously he wasn't like a top 10 top 15 high school prospect or anything and i'm not trying to degrade him here i'm not but so there's there's areas of his game where he's going to have to carve out and and develop and and improve and all that just like anyone will have to but in terms of shot making that's the one thing that he has that can probably translate right away 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. I echo all of that. I mean, I think RJ is a guy that can step in and help him in the shooting front. I think it's fair to expect that Tyler Perry might take a slight step back just playing in the Big 12 to maybe down to around 40%, but there's no denying. We've seen enough of the sample size from him and against good competition that he's going to be a tremendous shooter for this team. Uh, you know, RJ, and then you hope Cam Carter, you know, improves two or three percentage points, gets to around 35, 36% from three. He was 33 last year. And then Tomlin, obviously, uh, taking that jump, Kaluma taking that jump. You probably then have enough shooters and you'd be just fine. Although I wouldn't hate certainly a combo guard that has the ability to shoot it a little bit and also create. I don't want to be too greedy here, but uh, if that's out there, if there's a grad transfer, you know, out there that can do that, that'd be great. I think the one thing, John and DY, that the Kaluma pickup helps with is I had said, like, if, if they can get one more dude, I'll feel a lot better about where they're at. And Kaluma is certainly that dude. I feel like now they can maybe be a little bit more patient and picky and look at the grad transfer market and see if anybody here enters from the maybe a combo guard perspective. I know Paul Mulcahy from Rutgers just entered a big point guard from there. I sounds like he's looking at a lot of Big Ten schools, but you know he could certainly be a fit for Kansas State if uh, if K State was interested and could get him interested. Um, but we'll see. They they might just be more patient now. Uh, and kind of pick through because they don't have to fill all 13 scholarships. I think they got enough pieces if they can just get one more guy and that be that combo guard piece. You could leave that 13th scholarship open if you choose. Now, a school like Michigan, I'm trying to think of other schools that are in search of maybe another guard, Illinois, Baylor. I don't know if now they got Ray J. Dennis, probably not. But that's probably who you're probably colliding with on whatever guards pop up. And they certainly have good products to sell, I am sure, but and if you're a guard, though, now you're looking at Kansas State, and you're like, hey, now we got Arthur Kaluma, Tyler Perry, and Naquan Tomlin, Cam Carter, David Gasson. You know, this could be a really good, you know, there's no more, not as many hypotheticals out there. Now you, you're starting to have, you know, situations and, and you know, scenarios that you can really, you know, pitch to a guard um, that's walking into a situation. It's not like this might happen or that might happen. Now you really got something, especially with Arthur Kaluma. And Naquan Tomlin, guys that are, you know, getting a lot of, you know, talk about them as NBA prospects, that becomes an appealing, you know, opportunity for a guard. So is it easier to recruit that way? It might, you know, something that was also announced a few weeks ago, or maybe it wasn't that long ago. Just look at the Kansas State schedule now. I think we're going, they're going to have a, you know, a more challenging non-conference schedule than we're accustomed to seeing. Uh, we know that they're going to play Villanova. We know that they're going to play LSU. We know we know that they're going to play two of either Miami, or Miami, Georgia, and Providence in the Cayman Islands. There's the games with Nebraska, the game with Wichita State. Uh, we think they might, you know, schedule another high major opponent potentially as well. And that doesn't even count that they're playing USC in Las Vegas. So you're going to be on a stage that everyone's probably going to be hyping up because it's going to be the first game for Bronny James. I mean, in terms of exposure and trying to market yourself um, or see your see your stock go up, um, you're, you're going to be playing in the best conference in America and potentially against Bronny James, you know, game one. I mean, that's a pretty good, you know, jumping off point if you're a recruit looking for something like that. You're right. The the eyeballs are going to be on them, man. The eyeballs will absolutely be on them this year. And so, some of it, too comes back to like the discussion that we had about football here where it's like they got more attention this offseason when we feel like last year, you know, may have actually been the better team or the one to jump on. Now, it's obvious the reason that K-State's getting more attention this offseason in basketball and warranted probably. But, you know, sometimes that lags, right? So you had the success and now the attention lags a little bit. You were this sensation in the tournament. Now everybody is going to be really focused on you and focused on you right away playing Bronny James and then some high-profile non-con games and then going into the best conference in college basketball this season. I, I would think there's going to be a ton of attention uh, on K-State this year, assuming that this roster does what we think that it is now built to do. Um, okay, we'll we'll take a quick break, wrap up a couple things I do. I got to get I got to get the scoop on what happened at uh, K-State basketball camp from, uh, from Coles. That's coming up next. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Really quick, I should have tagged this on earlier. Cole brought up briefly one of the options potentially in the portal, D.Y. Um, any other thoughts on what, what K-State might do in terms of whether that's specific options or just in general, uh, how likely is it that they would hold on to one of the scholarships going into the season and just not have it filled, uh, et cetera, whatever you have to add there. I don't know that I would completely eliminate the idea of them keeping a roster spot open. Um, I'm, I don't know if that makes sense in, in today's world where guys just jump into the portal on a whim and, and it's pretty easy to, to find a, a, a roster spot if you need to. Not saying that they do that, but obviously it's pretty easy to do. Although a lot, uh, you still see teams do leave a spot open, and it and it actually benefited West Virginia this past year when the Perez kid from Manhattan came available. I think right at the beginning of the season, so I won't eliminate the the possibility. But they could have done it last year, and they still added Anthony Thomas. So I, I don't know what they will do on that front. What I will say is, I think all along they wanted to add like a wing, which is probably Arthur Kaluma, right? They wanted to add a guard, which is Tyler Perry. I think they wanted a couple guards, so maybe we see another another guard, uh, obviously out of the two remaining spots. But besides that, maybe it is leaving a spot open, but I think otherwise it, you're looking at best player available kind of thing. Um, I know there was talk about adding a big. I don't know that that's absolutely going to happen. If, if a really good one comes available, I'm sure they won't say no to it, but I think in general it's probably best player available. I feel like they're in a really good spot at the three through five at this point from a depth perspective. I mean, you look at the bigs, you got Gasson and and I think Colbert is going to take a step this year and, and maybe things have come on for him after the redshirt season. The talent is certainly there. We know that they think he's a very talented big. Uh, so you look at Colbert, you got Gasson, you got Taj Manning, Michaela Bridge coming in as a true, true freshman. You got Kaluma and Tomlin. I mean, you got a lot of dudes with some length to him. So I think they're in a good spot three through five. You know, I think the benefit of keeping a, a scholarship spot open, a lot of coaches nowadays are doing that because of the NIL deals that are out there. Guys get into systems and they transfer mid-year because it's not what they thought they were promised, right? And Brad Underwood, uh, my friend, actually said uh, in an ESPN article last year that they intentionally left the spot open and that's something that they wanted to do moving forward because there's value in the mid-year transfer pickups of guys leaving early on in a season and as a result of that, they were able to get a big from Baylor that transferred. And he was their starting center last year and was productive for Illinois. So that would be maybe one reason, kind of a luxury. You leave a spot open for that, especially if you feel like you can get that combo guard piece. There's honestly probably, if you get a good combo guard or point guard, there's not going to really be many more minutes available for another impact guy. So you might leave that spot open for a mid-year guy or something along those lines or just for for next year's class. So th- that would be my thoughts on it. Yeah, I wondered aloud if there's even a tougher sell now for a guard just because you have so many guys that can score, you feel like have the ability to score, or maybe they would be worried about, you know, I mean, we're talking about Cam Carter here too. Like, 
maybe they would be worried about what kind of role is going to be available. But um, obviously, like you said, Cole, they're in a position where they it's not going to hurt as much if you if you swing and miss and you probably can be more picky just because of the depth of the overall roster. Uh, okay. Floor is yours, Cole. What uh I, I think first let's get out of the way here. What what do the the dudes look like out there before you and Brody, which it's been requested in mass, uh, how you and Brody did at the the basketball camp. What are, what are observations do you have? We need like a practice report from the players okay. uh, who are who are actually there. Okay, so first of all, the players were all first class. They were all tremendous. So I don't want to single anyone out necessarily. That they were all amazing and patient. Uh, patience is required with some of those age groups, including uh, my son Brody. And so I really appreciate how they handled that. Um, you know, I thought Tyler Perry was particularly impressive. You can really see some leadership skills there. Just how he dealt and worked with the kids, very vocal. Uh, really respected the way that he handled. I went up and told him afterwards, just appreciate how great he was with the kids. And uh, you can tell he's going to be a leader out there. Naquan was obviously fantastic. We were with Taj a lot uh, and Taj was fantastic to work with as well. Redshirt freshman. So uh, really appreciated him. They, they were all great. And from, you know, a basketball perspective, I don't take a lot away from what they're doing out there. Cause they're not obviously going to be given max effort. I, I did look down at one end of the court and watch Naquan uh, send up a windmill dunk on an eight-foot goal against some kids, which was uh, particularly impressive to watch. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's just not a ton to take away other than you you look at like the freshman, right? You look at Michaela Bridge, and he is physically ready to go, like I mentioned earlier in the show. Incredibly impressive physique and, and athlete there. I thought RJ Jones looked really good and a guy that could certainly contribute here as a freshman and day day aim certainly could as well. I just didn't get to, to interact or really see day day as much with where we were at and some of the different drill stations that you go to on Friday and Saturday. Uh, but uh, yeah, they were all really impressive guys and uh, can't wait to watch them play together. I know that Brody won uh, like a knockout championship again. Is that, is that yeah, I mean, they did, they, they did like a, yeah. So he got last year, there was a junior wildcat camp and there were only, I think 11 kids in his age group. And he got awarded the, the knockout champion certificate. They didn't give out awards at this camp. Uh, look, there were, there were over 200 people here. And last year, my understanding is it was under 50 for this parent child camp. And so the numbers grew substantially. And I believe the junior wildcat camp where there were only, they had to merge them last year with the older kids camp uh, because there were only 11 kids ages four to seven. I believe there were almost 70 this year on the junior wildcat camp ages four to seven. So it just shows the popularity among the coaching staff and this program with what this season did and everybody wants to be a part of it. And it's a ton of fun. I would encourage everybody with kids to, to go do that. Um, you'll enjoy it. Have a blast. They did a knockout thing on Friday night. Brody Brody won it, but yeah, I, I mean, all the kids were were great in his age group. Um, Coach beat Cole here. Yeah, Coach beat Cole. You know, I mean, Brody won, but uh, all the kids were great. Everybody. Uh, I mean, look, I, I had to get on Brody because he was out there milking injuries, man. You know, like two different times he laid motionless on the floor, like he got knocked out, and Curtis Kelly had to stop a scrimmage because Brody fell to the floor and was putting on his Marcus Smart imitations out there. And I went over there and I just told him, I was like, look, if you're not seriously hurt, you get up and uh, and keep going. So he had to put on some tough love there because he was, yeah. was kind of doing some, he was doing some showmanship out there. But uh, Backflips? Was he doing, doing some backflips? No, no, I mean, he went up for like a layup and just went down. And I don't even know. He tried to act like he hit his head. He was completely fine. So... No, we, we enjoyed it. Uh, my favorite part was actually probably watching. So when the, on Saturday, about the last hour at camp, when the dads got the opportunity or the parents got the opportunity to scrimmage the players full court at Bramlage, uh, just looking at the kids over there, watching the the players go up against the dads. And like, I was looking over at Brody and they, they started playing lowdown and uh, he was really putting on the dancing moves i don't i don't know where he gets it because i'm a terrible dancer but he was not being shy at all and i did later learn from him that he was rooting for the players to embarrass me uh when i went up against them in the full court action and wanted them to dunk on me and, and really was hoping that would happen so real supporter there that he is well it was very interesting i will say my observation was that I was getting video coverage throughout the weekend via snapchat from you of everything that was going on but 
curiously, when it came to you guys actually getting to play and you guys meeting the parents, I just didn't see any video that involved you. I was, you know, I saw some video that may have been, you know, poking some fun at some of the other parents that were there, but I didn't, I didn't actually see any video of you playing. So I, I, I don't know what Whoa. happened there. Well, I wasn't poking. I, well, I wasn't poking fun at any of the parents. So, mm. no, I, I was not. I was just taking videos. I, 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 like, I took, I took a video of like the full court action to show you what was going on with the the parents. So, uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. I no, there were a lot of dads there that were uh, were way better than I am. Like that's for sure. There were there were several dads that were uh, were pretty salty out there that I was uh, impressed with and their playing ability. Uh, look, you're not gonna. I can't take video of myself out there playing. So, like, uh, we're fortunate that Mary. Shout out to Mary Dy's girlfriend was. Uh, she happened to take video of when I was on the court and the five on five action. And afterwards, she was like, "I took video of that," and she texted it to me. And yeah, so uh, I'm. Yeah, I scored. I scored four points, you know, against the the players. But it's not like. Can we get some analytics? Like you're, you know, stack guy Cole. Can we get like some? What was your plus minus? Yeah. How many parents? How many parents have scored uh, that many points? Can't 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 say. Here's what I'll say: Uh, both shots were at the rim, so uh, good finishing, but uh, wide open. So, and I had the benefit, and being in like the tenth or eleventh group of the parents to take the court. So the players had been running up and down for like 30, 35 minutes. And the, the, there were like a hundred parents taking the court going full court. And so you're rotating five, every new five, every like two minutes. And I was in like the 10th or 11th group. So I think by that point, the players were probably a little tired or, you know, they're they're not going to be giving max effort against the parents trying to embarrass them out there. And so I just was happened to be open a couple of times. I did nothing special uh, at all and uh, just was beneficiary of some nice passes up the floor and had a couple layups it really was was nothing I'd, I'd love to know what what synergy you had to say if you could give me the synergy report on well definitely didn't get off the floor much if there's anything that uh, is going to show that not much leaping ability or anything and i my defensive ranking would be very low as uh i uh i let cam carter sneak behind me for a lob dunk so yeah oh so you did get dunked on I wouldn't call. I mean, I didn't get dunked on. I mean, I, he was like six feet behind me because my defense was so poor that I wasn't even close to him. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah, I mean, he, he went up for a lob dunk, and I wanted to make sure I didn't undercut him or anything. You know, not gonna try and get anybody injured out there. Nick, Nick, our producer's asking if I didn't take a charge or anything. Yeah, if I took a charge against those guys, I'd be leaving Bramlage on a stretcher. So it was for the best to get out of the way. True. Also, probably wouldn't be great business for the pod if you uh, decided to injure Cam Carter at uh, at basketball camp. No, it'd be it'd be very very poor uh, to have anything like that happen. So that's the last thing we needed out there. But it was a great time. The dads were all great. The groups of dads that we had in our group they were awesome to hang out with and talk with and just Wait. enjoyed watching the kids. Whatever happened? Did they wind up doing like? Remember that Winchester and those guys were trying to say like, "Hey, if this gets a certain amount of retweets, we'll do like the fantasy camp or whatever." Where it could have been like all of us actually out there. Did that actually happen? I didn't even really follow up on that. I don't no, I, I, I don't. I don't think that happened. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't know if they have plans maybe to try that later this summer. I, what I will say, it, it is a lot of work for those guys to put on these camps. I mean, like I said, there were over two hundred people there. It's chaos. And they have to really keep it organized. And we were going from the practice facility to Bramlage, back and forth, back and forth, doing different drill stations. Uh, it's a, it's a lot. And uh, yeah, I look next year, Dy John. One of you guys can uh, can substitute for me, be Brody's dad, and I'll sit in the stands and uh, and I'll take video of you guys putting on the drill work and uh, doing everything. I'd love to watch. Just sit back and watch. Okay, yeah, that's all I need. I just need a chance to give you guys buckets, man. I, I I'm a shooter. And I'll let I'll let you guys stay at Haymaker Hall with Brody because he seems to eat that up in the dorms, and I'll stay uh I'll stay in a friend's place or something in Manhattan. Yeah, I might have to uh, uh, find find my hotel connections there as opposed to uh, staying <laughs> little cots that were the beds that I saw the chat. Yeah. Uh, okay, any uh, dy? You have any you have any closing thoughts? Any final thoughts here? Prepared statements? Anything? I'm smarter than you. Well, wow. Can't refute that. I cannot refute that. I'll I mean, I, I wasn't I texting you guys this weekend? They were going to lock Kaluma up 
I mean, I no, feel like I, I said, did. I did. You said, hey, are we going to do a pod on like blah, 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 blah. And like, I don't know, maybe we can talk Kaluma. And I said, we will do a pod talking about Kaluma committee. And, and he, yeah. what the hell happened? He committed three hours after you sent that text. Uh, yeah. But I said Friday night. I think they're going to lock it up. Like, like D-Y, D.Y. and I were saying Friday night. So D.Y. was shutting down. Like there were reports out there that Kaluma was going to be visiting Alabama and Kentucky. And D.Y. was like, he hasn't scheduled visits with Alabama and Kentucky. And we feel good that K-State has a great shot of locking it up this weekend. And they did. They did. They did. Moral of the story, do not doubt Summer Jerome. Do not doubt Summer Jerome. He brought you Keontae Johnson last year. He brings you Arthur Kaluma this year. He's not even done. Hashtag Summer Jerome. Let's go, boys. Um, raise your glass. Raise your glass of 360 Vodka or Ben Holiday Bottled in Bond Bourbon. Of course, brought to you by Holiday Distillery. Great sponsor here of the pod. K-State folks who support us, so please go support them. We appreciate the work of Nick Springer behind the scenes on the ones and twos of this thing. For Derek Young, for Cole Manbeck, I'm John Kurtz. Thanks for listening to another three. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.